Welcome to The Barbell Strikes Back. I'm your host, James McDermott, and today I'm going to be talking all about on-the-minute training. But before I do, I have a couple news items to go over, so let's dive into that. First, we have some new members to our Barbell Club, and I want to welcome Renee and Trey to the Albany CrossFit Barbell Club team. Renee joined Albany CrossFit back in the spring at the height of the quarantine, back when we weren't sure if the world and gyms would ever open up again. She took Zoom classes, she was killing it, crushing workouts left and right. Recently, she's been doing outdoor CrossFit classes, and I'm happy to report that on Monday, she did her very first barbell club session, and she's hooked. She's like, sign me up, I wanna know all about these weightlifting skills, and I wanna lift some heavy weights. And I'm also happy to report, pretty cool, she did her very first barbell snatch on Monday during our workout. So that was awesome to be able to witness that, to help her with her technique. Renee, welcome to the team. And you know, this is a great talking point. A great quality about Renee is that she told me, hey, I really want to focus on the form here. I want to learn the technique. I want to do these lifts the right way. And that was music to my ears. I can't tell you how many people have joined our gym over the years and they just want to go so fast so soon. They want to put all the weight on the bar. They see what other people are doing and they compare themselves to other people and what they feel that they should be doing in comparison to that person. And they don't take into account the years that that other person has under their belt that allows them to do that. That person has experience. So the new member, they just want to go fast. They want all the weight. And typically it ends you know, in burnout. They burn out, they start getting frustrated, the results aren't coming fast enough, and you know, they just really didn't put in that time in the beginning of their development to get to that next level. And you know, I've, I've seen this so many times. What typically happens is they reach a certain height with their technique or their strength or their abilities, if this is CrossFit, and then they start to plateau hard. And the only way to get past that plateau is to slow it back down, to take some weight off the bar, to fix your technique. So I'm super excited that Renee has this attitude and this mindset of wanting to walk before you can run, run before you sprint. That is a great way to approach this. And like I said, I'm super excited that she has that mindset and it was music to my ears. So that's Renee. Welcome Renee to the team. Uh, our other new member, his name is Trey. Now, Trey is a seasoned veteran of the sport. Back when he was a junior and a senior lifter, he lifted under the coaching guidance of Coach Glenn Penley, and the two accomplished quite a lot together. Uh, I'm not going to go over all of his accolades here on this show because I really want to get him on as a guest so he can share all of his experiences with us. He has so many stories. I've talked to him so much on the phone, and I've learned so much already about the Wichita Falls weightlifting days and the early 2000s. It's just, it's just great stories that I think would be better to come from him. So welcome, Trey, to the team. He has some big goals now as a master's lifter, and I'm super excited and grateful to be able to help him through that process. I can't wait to see how both Renee and Trey progress now that they're both on the team. Now, my other piece of news for all of you, this is, this is huge news. This is something that I never thought would happen before. 
And I don't really think that about many things, but I was pretty sure this was a done deal. Now, my, the love of my life, my better half, Joanna, has recently informed me that she is down to do another weightlifting meet. Now, she did one years ago in Elmira, and I've talked about it a little bit here on the show, and it, it, she was mad with me before, during, and after the meet, you know, because I, I, I convinced her to finally do one, and now she's saying she wants to do another one. She's been training with me in the gym. She's on this current training cycle that we're doing for the Barbell Club, and uh, we were talking about it yesterday. And really, there's an ulterior motive. So uh, full disclosure, she wants to come on the podcast. She wants to be a guest. And of course, my, my MO, my end game, my big goal with anyone that comes to the club is to always get them into a weightlifting meet. So I said, all right, I'll make a deal with you. If you do another weightlifting meet, if you just push that submit button on the registration, you can come on the podcast. And Joanna, she wants to come on. She, this is going to be tell all, hopefully nothing too crazy about all of my antics and all, I'm sure, the stress that I've put her through over the years because I'm obsessed with weightlifting. I've traveled to tons of meets across the country and locally, tons of seminars, all the writing, all the behind the scenes things with Albany CrossFit. So Joanna has seen quite a bit, but I also feel that she's going to have a very unique perspective on the sport of weightlifting and CrossFit and all these other things. So she's literally seen 400 pound snatches in person. I know that for a fact, uh, but she's also probably seen things that I haven't seen because when I'm at these events, I'm typically busy. I'm either teaching, coaching, or getting ready to lift myself. Joanna has watched entire competitions from start to finish. You know, she's just there in, in, in her chair, just watching the whole thing go down. So I'm super excited to get her perspective on the sport and see what things that she's learned and come away with. And also maybe talk about uh, maybe some, some of my craziness as well. And I, I know I'm certainly not innocent when it comes to craziness. So be on the lookout for that as soon as we find a meet. I'm hoping for the New York State Championships. Uh, should things turn around here in New York and the state open back up and we're able to have that competition, who knows, maybe it'll be an outdoor meet in a parking lot. I would totally do that. Just put a tent over us in case it rains and we can still lift. I'm hoping that that will be her first meet back and that it won't just be a one-time thing. Maybe she'll, she'll embrace the sport a little more this second time. And actually what I should probably do is find someone else to coach her at the meet uh, because that way, you know, I'm not coaching my spouse and it's less stressful because it's, it's always different when it comes from me, but if it comes from someone else, it's, uh, it's legit. So maybe I'll do that too. Now, the main topic for today, on the minute training. So this is something that we're doing in our current training cycle here in the Barbell Club. I mentioned it during the last episode. And what on the minute training is, it's just, a, just interval training. It's a style of interval training. Uh, some people call these time sets. Some people call these EMOMs, every minute on the minute. Uh, that's a bigger term in the CrossFit world. Uh, I like to use the term on the minute, OTM. It's just easier and cleaner when I go to write it into a program instead of using all these extra letters. And what we are currently doing is one snatch or one clean and jerk every minute on the minute at some given percentage of your one rep max for a fixed amount of time. And the actual progression that we're using 
is one that I learned from Coach Glenn Penley uh, a while ago when we were working on his book. And the way the progression goes, this would be just the first three weeks as an example, so you have an idea of what we're doing. Uh, on Monday, we did a 20-minute interval workout. So on the minute for 20 minutes, we're doing one snatch on each of those minutes at 70% one rep max. And that's for both the snatch and the clean and jerk. That's a, quite the, the long session. It's a lot of work. The, the snatch is one thing, and we'll talk about it here soon, but the clean and jerk uh, EMOM is always a bear to get through. And it was a nice way to kind of get everyone back together, getting a lot of lifts under our belt. Uh, many people in the club went a little bit lighter than 70% because we haven't lifted for a while. So that's something that's very flexible about the workout is let's get in a lot of practice right now. Let's work a little bit on that conditioning. And it doesn't have to be the pre prescribed weight. Remember, we can change variables. We can make adjustments to get the most optimal workout for ourselves and just do the lifts. So it was just 20 minutes of doing the lifts, the snatch, 20 minutes of doing the clean and jerk, and just saying hello again to these movements because many have not done them in a couple months because of this whole lockdown. So that would be week one. Week two, we would move to 15 minutes at 75%. And week three, we move to 10 minutes at 80%. And then after that, you kind of have a decision to make. You could repeat the same percentages at the same time domains for the second three weeks, another three-week block. You could increase the percentages by 5% on each. So you would do 75% for 20 sets, 80% for 15 sets, and 85% for 10 sets. And what that's going to do is that just gets you a little bit extra weight on the bar. You know what you're capable of doing with the percentage before, and you can challenge yourself a little bit now. See if you can do more reps at a given percentage than what you did the week before. So that's one other way to do it. Or you can move on to something completely different. Maybe for the first three weeks, you do these on the minute sets. And then the second three weeks of a cycle or the next phase of it, you're doing triples, doubles, and singles, uh, which will just tax the body in a different way. And we'll talk about that here in a second. So that's kind of what we're doing with the, these on the minute sets. Uh, super excited for it. I did my workout yesterday, and I'll, I'll tell you right off the bat, this was the first time I've also used a legit weightlifting bar. So we have a very nice weightlifting rogue bar. It spins, it, it's fast, it, it's got great knurling. It, it only has the very furthest outside weightlifting rings on the bar. It doesn't have the powerlifting rings. So Shop has had that bar. I let him borrow it at the beginning of the pandemic. And I've just been using the, you know, the, the, the lower quality rogue CrossFit bars, the $200 bars that don't spin very well. And let me tell you, before we talk even more about on the minute sets, my shoulders had been getting beaten up by using these CrossFit bars. There is definitely something to be said. And anyone who has used these different types of bars knows this. Something to be said about the type of barbell and the type of equipment that you're using when the bar doesn't spin very well, it slows the movement down. You can jam your wrist, which, which I've done many, many a time. I've tweaked my wrist so many times, I can't even tell you. Uh, and you just feel that impact on your shoulders in a different way. The, the lift just doesn't feel as smooth. So when I got that bar in my hands yesterday, I was like, oh my goodness, it was the stars aligned and there was like a, a choir of angels singing and humming and 
it, every lift just felt so much smoother than normal. And I actually had to readjust to the speed now. You know, I'm not used to the timing, that little bit of timing. And that was another great thing to kind of come from the on the minute sets is I just have this serious time to spend with the barbell now and getting used to it again, saying hello to my old friend. So I'm really glad that that bar is back and I can incorporate that in my training again. And for anyone listening, uh, take a look at other type of barbells out there. You know, I know it's hard to buy equipment right now, but there is something to be said about investing in a high quality barbell that is made for the sport of weightlifting. Now back to on the minute sets, uh, why would you wanna do this? There are three big main reasons, maybe there's a fourth one in here, on why we would want to use on the minute training. And the first one is just building a certain level of consistency with our technique. And there's a way that you can build consistency with on the minute training that is different from maybe doing multiple reps in a set. So let's take triples, for example. Let's say you're doing a workout where you're doing three consecutive snatches at a given percentage. It could be 70%, 75%, 80%. I don't know what's going on in your program, but we're doing triples. And you're gonna do three sets of triples. That's nine total lifts. Well, when you go to approach the bar for the first rep in a set, your technique is gonna be the best. Your technique is gonna be the most robust. You're not fatigued yet. But then when you drop that bar and you go on to the second rep, okay, you're a little bit more tired. You're a little winded. It's only been 10, 20, 30 seconds before you did the rep before. You get back on it, and there could be a slight breakdown in the technique on that second rep. Then you drop it, and it's time for your third snatch. Let's say we're on the snatches. And if you've done heavy triples before, you know how that third snatch feels. For, for a weightlifter, it feels like you've done 30 sometimes. It feels like you're doing a CrossFit workout. You're breathing heavily. You're trying to control your breath. Your muscles are a little achy. Uh, I know for myself, you know, sometimes I'll go down there to set up again. And I, as soon as I feel my thighs, like that little burn in my thighs, I'm like, oh man, this is, this is going to be a fight for this last rep. And I really hope that I make it. So now I start thinking about the rep more so than I was thinking about the first and second rep. So it starts to become a little mental. And then if you miss it, then that's just a whole nother thing. You know, you might have to redo it or it just adds that defeating element for the next set that you have to do. So there's a big mental component and physical component for triples. And that's because the fatigue is increasing so quickly. The fatigue on your body, muscle fatigue, there's a little bit of oxygen depth going on there. And the faster that fatigue sets in, the more overwhelming it becomes physically and mentally, especially if you're not used to that type of intensity in your training. Maybe you're going through a block of triples and you normally only ever do singles all the time. This is going to be uh, an, uh, an eye-opening experience. So what we want is to find a way to train where the fatigue your body experiences happens gradually over time. So if you're doing three sets of triples at X percentage, that's nine lifts, the fatigue is going to set in pretty quickly on each of those sets. And then you're gonna need a long rest period in between those sets to recover. But if you're doing one rep every minute on the minute for let's say 10 minutes, that's about the same number, we've got an extra snatch in there, 
but that fatigue is going to be spread out. You have almost a minute to rest in between those lifts. There's still going to be a fatiguing element. You're still going to be taxed physically and mentally, but it's going to happen gradually. And it happens in a way where you can make adjustments now to your technique. It's like I said before, I use myself as an example. It's really hard to make a technical adjustment and to get out of your head when it's time for that third lift and you're just gassed. But when you have a whole minute to rest, you can sit on your, your stool or your resting bench for a second and just breathe and think, okay, on that, on that last rep, I was on my toes a little bit. I got I to gotta straighten out that pull. I got to keep my back a little tighter. I got to do X, Y, Z. You can just think and focus on one thing and make an adjustment based on what you felt before. And that's just a really great thing about these on the minute sets. As the, as the fatigue increases, the technique is going to decrease. If you're doing something like a triple or I don't know, like let's say if you're doing like a CrossFit workout, let's think about the workout Isabel, 30 snatches for time. Guarantee you rep number one does not look anything like rep number 30 for the vast majority of people. But if you're doing a 20 minute on the minute set, you know, you have a good chance of having these be very consistent, all 20 reps, it may, maybe even if you extend it out to 30 minutes, which I've never done a 30 minute on the minute snatch session, but guaranteed that the technique is not going to break down that quickly because it's not going to be an overwhelming increase on the fatigue your body's feeling. So that's one great way that we can get a benefit out of on the minute training. And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with triples and doubles. We do those to death in our barbell club programming. We love triples and doubles but it's good to take advantages of other types of tools in our training. On the minute, doubles, triples, complexes, these are all different tools and you wanna have a good variety in your tool belt as a coach and a programmer. And as an athlete, you wanna do a variety of things and then take note of how you feel when you do it. So that'd be the first big benefit there. Uh, every rep that we're doing is quote, the first rep. That was uh, something that Glenn Penley told me back in the day. Uh, it's the first rep is, uh, is what you're experiencing every single time you step to the bar during an on-the-minute set. So that's first benefit right there. And another benefit would be the mental aspect of it. There's not a whole lot of time now. Uh, so there's not a whole lot of time to overthink things, but we also don't have that element where we're in crisis mode in our brain, like, oh my gosh, this feels so awful. I don't know what I'm going to do uh, that we might experience on a, maybe a heavy set of three or a heavy set of two even. So we can get out of our own head in a different way and we can get in a better place mentally. And that might help a little bit too in conjunction with that slow build of fatigue on not fighting against the bar. You know, you're going to find that you're going to start to move a little faster. You're not over pulling on the bar too much. You're just pulling it just enough and you're getting under it. You're sticking the catch a little bit more. Your pull is ironed out. You're keeping your back a little flatter. You're finding better balance. And that's just another great thing that's going to come from not fighting with the bar, but working with it because you're not overly fatigued. You know, on that third rep of a triple, I've done this many a time before, or maybe you have too. When you're gassed, you might start to try to pull the bar a little higher or do something funky with your technique because you're just trying to get it done. And when you're on an on the minute set, you don't really have that going on too much 
unless you're maybe really out of shape, but you can start to work with the bar instead of working against it. And you're going to find yourself start to get into it, a groove. You're just in the zone. Uh, there's no time to think about anything else. I couldn't even tell you what music was playing yesterday when I did this workout, but it's just, you're in the zone and you're just setting up, getting tight, pull, hit that lift. It feels good. You stand, you drop it, you go sit back down and rest. Or if you're someone who likes to pace around, you start pacing around. I, I seem to go back and forth on whether or not I want to sit or pace. I find I pace more on the snatches, but on the clean and jerks, I'm sitting my butt down. On the clean and jerk imam or on the minute set, I'll tighten up my belt. I'll hit the clean and jerk. As soon as I drop it, that belt's getting loosened and my butt is right back in the chair. And I'm just staring at the clock, getting all my rest and getting ready to go. So two, two different feeling animals, the, I, I will say clean and jerk on the minute set and snatch time set. So there's that mental game to think about. Uh, next up, we've got conditioning. Anyone who has done this type of training knows that an on the minute type of training will tell you what kind of shape you're in. And if, if you're a weightlifter, you should be in some sort of shape. We want to be in a, in a shape where we could take a lift back to back if we had to, if the occasion called for it. You never know. You might be at a meet, you hit your first attempt. Next thing you know, they're calling your name again. And you're like, wait, what? I thought I had three other guys that had to go or three other ladies. And I was going to have all this rest. And they're like, nope, everyone moved up and wait. You've got to go again. You should be conditioned to handle that. Or I'll use uh, Schaff as an example. When we were at the Arnold back in March, we hit our last warm-up in the back room, which you can hear all about that on his episode. Uh, we hit that last warm-up. And next thing we know, they're calling us. Literally, no sooner did he drop the bar for his warm-up, they're calling us for his first attempt because we had a rough go of it in the back room getting all warmed up. And you know what? To his credit, he was conditioned enough to just grab his stuff, go right out, and smoke that lift. You know, that, uh, And that's because I feel we do so much of this type of on-the-minute time set training. Uh, he's just used to it. And he's used to just having to go again. It's, he, there's no crisis in his head. Wait a minute. I didn't get to rest three or five minutes. I can just go again. So he's, at least he was very conditioned for that meet. And we were able to pull that off. And again, I, I attribute it to this type of training. So definitely there is a conditioning element going on here. Uh, now, the last thing is the way you're going to go about how you approach these sets. There, there's some, some different thought processes out there. Some people like to hit a lift and then you have a full one minute of rest before the next lift happens. And by definition, that is on the minute. Uh, uh, we've done it that way in the past for sure. Uh, the other way I kind of like to do it is a little looser where the timer is going to go off and hey, you've got a minute to do this lift. So when you're ready, go to the bar, set up, hit your snatch or clean and jerk. Then you're going to rest. And when the timer goes off, because the timer will go off on the minute, you now have another full minute to do this lift. And you may decide to go a little earlier. You may decide to wait a little bit more. And so I, I like to have the lifters have the choice within this workout. Okay. Am I going right when that timer beeps or maybe I need a little bit extra time. So it's, it's different for everybody. And I find that that way transfers a little more to a weightlifting meet. I think that's a little more sport specific. So if we're doing a cycle of on the minute training and we're closer to a meet, let's say we're 
we're three months out, you know, we have a meet coming up and we're going to do this for a couple of weeks and then transition to some other things. This is a great way to kind of practice meet conditions. And I personally have found, I've taken so many beginners to weightlifting meets that doing it this way, when we get to the meet and their name is called, they are so calm during their one minute before they have to do their, their lift where I've seen so many other lifters, and I've also had them myself, where the one minute is, is called, all right, James McDermott, one minute on the clock, first attempt, and there's panic. You see them rushing to get out to the platform and set up on the bar, and they're rushing their technique, and maybe they miss a lift. Uh, and I've found that this style of training really helps them prepare for that. They realize what can be done in one minute. One minute timeframes slow down for them and they're super calm and they can focus on their technique. So I really like to do it that way. I like to have the lifter to have the freedom to decide when they're going to go because at a meet, they're going to have the freedom to decide when they're going to go uh, outside of me being like, Hey, they called your name, get out there. They're going to be able to go to the chalk bucket, chalk up again and approach the bar in the way they need to and manage their time. And that's their responsibility, right? How are you going to manage your time during that one minute or two minute clock at the meet? That's, I'm not the one that's out there, you're out there. So you manage it effectively. And we have to practice that in training in order to get to a point where we know what to do. And again, should something happen? Should people make jumps in weight? And all of a sudden you're called up again sooner than you think? Well, we're prepared for it because we train that way. Same thing with a two-minute clock. So maybe three months out from a meet, we might start doing these on-the-minute training sets. And then um, maybe about two months, maybe one month or so away from a meet, maybe we'll throw into our training a couple uh, of these on-the-minute sets where we're actually going uh, every two minutes. So it's more of a time set, not on-the-minute. So every two minutes, because we're practicing a two-minute clock. Again, where the lifter has the freedom to decide when they're going to go in that time frame. And I find this is beneficial because a lot of beginners and a lot of CrossFitters do not like to wait. They don't like to rest. They want to go right away. As soon as they hear their name, they're like, oh, I should be out there already. My hands on the bar making this lift. So I find it works out very, very well to teach them to be patient during that extra minute of rest on a two-minute clock works out really well. Now, I will say this, what do you do when you miss a lift during a time set? Uh, overall, I'm in the camp of, if you miss it, move on. Okay, you missed it, note it in your training log that you only got you know, uh, 15 of the 20 sets or whatever it is, and next time we'll try to do better. I don't really try to encourage people to get back on the bar because that's an extra lift. It's an extra attempt when you were only allotted a certain amount for the day. So if you do retake it, though, because I know some people are stubborn, some people just want to get back on that bar. They can't, they can't handle the, the feet of the barbell, so they're going to try to strike back, which hopefully you don't get in a situation where the, you miss it again. But I would say if you're going to retake a lift, it should be within the first 30 seconds of the minute. If it's in the second 30 seconds, like we're in 45 seconds in, uh, you shouldn't take that lift. You're going to run into the next minute, and now you're going to have problems. But let's say you're someone who's very diligent. Three, two, one, go. The timer beeps. It's the top of the minute. You miss it. 
And that lift took you no time at all. You look up, there's 10 seconds on the clock that has passed by. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna breathe. I'm gonna rest 10 seconds. When it says 20 or 25, I'm gonna go again and I'm gonna see if I can redeem myself on this set. Okay, I don't ultimately like it, you know? Uh, not all the time, but do what you gotta do because this is your training, training uh, uh, session as well. But if you're in the second half of that, you're taking a lot of rest and then you're trying to bounce back and you're 50 seconds into the minute, not a good idea because you're gonna run into that next minute and we need to give that next minute all the attention that we can possibly have. So though those are all the benefits of on the minute training and different ways we can apply them and use them to practice for a weightlifting meet. And this is something, if, if you've never done a weightlifting meet before, this would be a great way to kind of get into a, some sort of timing as well of meet conditions when you have one minute and two minute clocks. Use these time sets uh, at different percentages. You can use the example I said in the beginning. If you need any help setting up a cycle, let me know. One last thing I'll leave you with is when you go into this type of training, you are going to have that whole minute. And really, you should be doing this with any type of training that you do. But have an intent. Have a focus for the day. What are you going to work on? Uh, when I was doing my warm-up sets yesterday, it, it just wasn't feeling right. Uh, for I, my, my feet were going crazy. I was hopping forward. I was hopping back. I was in a, a staggered catch position. You know, maybe my, maybe my hips were uneven. So what I needed to do was to find something to rein me back in. So what I did was for the first 10 minutes, I just did no feet snatches. So 10 minutes of no feet snatches at 70% one rep max which is something that's very doable for me. And I'm just trying to find my balance on my feet, trying to refine my pull. You know, it was probably getting a little bit out in front of me. Maybe I wasn't keeping my back tight. Maybe I was bumping it forward a little bit. So I just needed to iron that out. And in the second 10 minutes, I added the feet back in and it felt much better. So even though it didn't call for it in the workout, I had to make that adjustment. And I found something that I really needed to work on that day. And I got 10 reps of practice out of it, plus a couple warm-up sets. So don't be afraid, again, like I talked about in the last episode with Diana, uh, don't be afraid to change the variables. You can mold the training based on what you need. So I did that for the snatches. On the cleaner jerks, I really wanted to focus on the jerk and my foot speed and being balanced on my dip and drive. So those are some of the things I was working on there. So when you go to approach your training, have a focus. What am I working on today? and analyze based off of what you did last week or the session before. What do I need? What could I improve upon? And add that into your training. It's really hard to work on a lot of things. So just pick one thing for the day, get better at it. And then the next session, see if you need to continue that or if you need to work on something else. And guys, that's it. Those, those are all my thoughts and some things that I've learned about on the minute training. I hope this was helpful. Uh, this episode is going up here on Wednesday. Uh, make sure you follow the Barbell Strikes Back on Instagram. Follow James A. McDermott on Instagram. Head on over to iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review. Leave a positive comment or just some feedback. Hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you again for listening.